Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of We Believe Do You, a paranormal podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Eric. And today we have a Stories of High Strangeness, guys. End of the month. So fast. I know. Seriously, though. But then again, I guess it is February, so that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, true. Also, I feel like, knock on wood, we've been on top of like being ahead of these recordings so i'm pretty excited about it um hopefully we can keep that momentum but if you guys do want to be interviewed definitely reach out because we would love to to hear from you guys oh, i thought we had already ended the episode that's how you all say <laughs> at the end i was like we're done <laughs> did i have time uh lost time um how about those interviews or the two-part interview with craig i don't know still yeah about some of that. i i actually i need to ask my wife if i can share a story that she shared with me recently because yeah i i she she told me and i was like dude we literally just talked about this shit oh and, what yeah oh, but i, I didn't know? ask yeah i didn't ask for permission so i i i can't i can't say it's a tease all right well let ask her and then if she says no, tell me anyway. I just won't record it. <laughs> I don't have anything really. Yeah, I, like I said, I would have had, I would have had a story, but I didn't ask permission, so I can't say it. All right. Well, I guess we should just. But at the time of this recording, we celebrated my birthday, and we it was did. amazing. Yeah. No pressure. Thanks. No, it it was fun. It hasn't said happened at the time... yet, but I know it's fun. You said at the time of this recording. We've already celebrated my birthday and it was amazing. Oh. Reco- recording or episode? Uh, at the time of this episode coming okay. out, we've already celebrated my birthday and it Thank was amazing. At the time of this recorded recording, we're about to celebrate it and I'm excited for, you know, celebrating. So, so no pressure. Now I have to give you an awesome birthday. Yeah. No, okay. you don't have to. I mean, I'm. I know it's going to be good. I hope uh, so. Yeah, I. I'm. We're gonna. I'm excited about the VR, even though, you know, it's saying not to wear glasses, but I don't have a choice. Oh, uh, I didn't call. Yeah. And then, uh, and yeah, like I'm just excited. Carlos didn't hang out with us last time because he was busy with his friends. What are those? <laughs> but uh. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for all of us to hang out this weekend. So Yeah, it'll be fun. All right. Well, I figure let's just get to it because I don't really have any spooky updates. Um, I don't. Okay, so let's get started. Maybe I will after this recording. All right, so uh, the first one is uh, from Flix, Flix Green. It's a little short one, but I just thought it was very creepy so it says odd question but true story growing up we had a chair and for some reason it always made me feel uncomfortable well when i was older my parents and i were having a conversation and it shifted to that chair and what i was told creeped me out the chair came from a house where there was a double murder it was a friend of my father well after my parents met my uncle on my brother's side owned an upholstery shop and reupholstered it and not And not long after, he passed away from a massive heart attack. And like I said, I was clueless of the dark history behind it, so the negative energy I got from it wasn't because I already knew. 
The daughter of the murder victims wrote a book called The Devil of Pew 7, number 7. So could that be the reason why I was feeling very uncomfortable around it? And someone's like, wow, that's so messed up. No wonder you're getting bad vibes. And then I uh, said, currently I have it in the attic. And if it didn't have senti- sentimental value, I would I would throw it out. The guy behind this murder also had my great uncle killed. My grandfather worked for the police and he went undercover to take him down. The guy was a mob boss and a loan shark. If they couldn't pay the debt, he would either make them do his dirty work or put a hit on them. He was what we call a pure devil. So it was like. Sounds like a movie. Yeah. Just like a haunted object. I can, I can, I mean, well, no, it sounds, it reminds me of, um, oh my goodness. Oh, Enfield Poltergeist, because there is a like chair where he would, um, Mm. where he died essentially. And like, she would sit there and he would talk through her and she saw him there. Anyway, it's creepy. But yeah, a haunted chair. Yeah, that um who was it? I don't know. I, I don't know if I read something about a, a haunted chair recently that oh, really? reminded me of that too, yeah, but that is not one of my stories. I'm kind of excited about this story because it's uh I'm sorry, I was already moving on. I didn't know if we were gonna keep talking oh, about Oh no no no, yeah, no. I the story that I had, yeah, no, it was yeah. just short, so um yeah this next story i'm kind of excited about because like i kind of identified with it sort of uh because it, it's a doctor in the med- and obviously in the medical field um but it's called the little kids running around in the icu when death comes by uh, uh. and this is from reddit uh by dr yadit um so he starts like I've been saying in previous posts, I didn't see any previous posts, <laughs> but like I've been saying in previous posts, being part of the medical community has afforded me the chance to evaluate patterns in all stages of life of people, including patterns that we see at the end of life. Some of you that work in the hospital in the hospitals or have loved ones that work in hospitals or have been close to loved ones as they took their last breaths and transitioned to the great unknown may have heard of what I'm about to describe. There's a particular phenomenon that occurs to people in those last moments. And I'm talking about the appearance of kids running about around their deathbed or just outside of their room. This is to be differentiated to the phenomenon of close ones that have passed away visiting in days prior to their deaths. This is different. This occurs hours, if not minutes, before their deaths. I experience this with greater frequency whenever I work in the ICU unit, where people are very sick. What most patients... So, uh, ICU, for people who don't know, I'm sure this is like very well known, and everybody knows what the ICU is, but that's, it's the intensive care unit. Usually the patients there are very critical, and it's like a one to two, like one nurse to one patient, or to two patients, and that's about... as much as they do um, just because they are that intense um, hence intensive care unit Uh, what most patients describe is cheerful kids running about around their beds in a playful manner snickering around or just playing most patients usually respond calling the nurse and asking who are these kids running around and where are their parents 
and scaring the living bejesus out of them if they're they are new nurses. If they are experienced nurses, they know that the time of the time of the end is soon to come, and they communicate promptly with us doctors to let us know to be ready. Literature often chalks this phenomenon up to lack of oxygen in the brain or neurochemical changes in the process of death and dying. But the pattern is very recognizable, and the experience is very similar across all cultural backgrounds and ages. Almost all hospitals have a story about these kids, and if you're entering the field of medicine, nursing, or any other health-allied profession, you will certainly hear these stories. So if you're doing rounds in the ICU late at night and hear some snickering or tiny feet running in the hallways, prepare because the call of code green or code red is about to sound off in the PA system. Uh, I've heard code blue, not green or red, but I never worked in a hospital, so. Oh, okay, okay. I assume, um, cold. well, huh? I won't assume. Um, I've never heard of specifically kids. Yeah, me either. Doing it. I mean, I, I obviously, just from the stories that you've told me, and I guess from other nurses and stuff, like, there are things that happen, you mm-hmm. know, at night and stuff, but yeah, um, I don't know. I don't but know I, I, I kind of like this because it goes back to what uh, I like this doctor's take and that he's not one of those doctors that's super um, like he, he did mention the lack of oxygen and the, you know, the death process and stuff like that. But I'm glad like he doesn't just dismiss it as that, you know, it's, it's kind of Craig was talking about, about the science and spirituality and all that stuff. And what I was discussing as well is, you know, um, it's, it's, I mean, yeah, there, there could be like physical explanations, but I mean, if one person is having it, then cool. Yeah. You can chalk it up to, okay, it's lack of oxygen, the death, the dying process, whatever. But Mm -hmm. when all the people are having the same, uh, um, like experience, right. Or seeing the same thing. It's at that point, you kind of have to be like, okay, well there's something here. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And especially if it's not people who are dying, like say at the same time, it's like, say it's like this person died, this person died um, one day and then this person died months later, but they had the same experience with these kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. What was your, your, the one that you saw, he was like an older man in like a suit or something. He was like the husband. Um, Yeah, no. Well, I, I just, that one I just saw. Oh my God. What? So you just, (laughs) Okay. Well, that, yeah. Well, no. It's just something I found out a co- like oh. a couple of days ago. Um, so that man, like, it was just a sit. Like, I could tell it was a man, but it was just a shadow figure. I couldn't really. Oh, okay. Like, uh, I I did see a man in a suit, but that was another time, um, and that that wasn't close to like anybody's death. I don't believe. Oh, okay. So this one has to do with shadow people and it's from dark forge 42069 and it goes uh so pretty much at my old house i stayed from third grade up until eighth we would come into the house through the garage door on one end of the house and you would walk up through go up a flight of stairs turn go up the stairs and there's a bedroom on the right. So I don't know if you guys can imagine that, but I'm already confused. Um, 
bedroom on the right with uh, mini hallways and three bedrooms. I'm sorry, it wasn't done with a description. <laughs> In my room, uh, which was the one at the very end of the main hallway on the left, I would constantly see like at least a a seven or nine foot tall shadow man standing in the middle of the room with some type of hat on his head and he would always be standing right in the middle with his hand outstretched up towards the light uh and the second i would turn on i would turn it on he would disappear i used to sleep in a bunk bed with a ladder thing to the top and the thing scared the absolute shit out of me so i would hang a big quilt uh, over the railing of the top and under the mattress so you couldn't see out unless I would look through the ladder at the very end. So basically, they made a curtain. Yes. Okay, thank you. I'm like, man, that's a whole lot of explanation for something that's actually very simple to say. <laughs> I but made yes, a curtain I- with a quilt. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> and I used to sleep with my head on the side so it was easier to see my alarm clock. And know what time it was but one of the lights one of the nights i woke up and he was crouching down peering through the ladder at me so i quickly flipped over to the other side of the bed so that my back was against the wall um, scared and trying to find my phone to shine the flashlight to make him go away but that was one of the only nights that i left <laughs> of course i left it out on my desk by my alarm clock to charge <laughs> So I just sat there too scared to move and make noise. And eventually, I somehow at some point randomly got super tired, even though I had felt wide awake and fell back to sleep. And when I when I woke up, my blanket I had covering my head and the blanket I had on top of me was in the middle of the room on the floor. And from then on, I always slept with one at least one of my dogs in my bed at all times and nothing like that ever happened again except for sometimes seeing him when I come home. Also, I'm pretty certain that house was haunted by more than just him because there is also a big black dog thing I saw once and these two shadow children in the room next to mine that both me and my brother saw multiple times. So, it's funny because like... (coughs) Sorry. Yeah. Like, it's funny because it's, you know, supposed to be a paranormal story or whatever. But I feel like since, like, talking to people, like, more abductees or, like, people with, you know, ET experience and knowledge, I guess, I'm like, what if he was abducted? (laughs) Like, I'm not even like, oh, yeah, Shadow Man. I'm like, what if it was actually an alien? And he was, because he said he just, like, fell asleep and woke up with like the blankets like not on him and stuff like that and so it's like what if it was the alien peering in and like put him to sleep got abducted and they brought him back like craig says they never put you back right before i would have been like yeah ghost and now i'm like yeah aliens yeah (laughs) yeah and especially the way i like i i guess like that's what i imagined well i didn't imagine alien but now that I'm imagining it, like the way I imagine the the thing kind of like crouching down to look, I almost imagine it like an alien, like kind of just like I didn't even have to say imagine because that would have been my worst nightmare. I'm seeing a shadow figure. I put up a blanket or a quilt, you know, s- to block it off. And then it's like, no, I want to see you. And it just kind of peeks around the ladder. Yeah. yeah. No. It's creepy. It is. Well, and then to like, I mean, yeah, I'd be super. T- I would have screamed, though, like. Was he home alone? I don't know. You know, like, I would have 
made someone you come the think you would have screamed but let me tell you when you get into situations like that sometimes like you just you see things that you, that you know aren't supposed to be there you just everything just kind of <laughs> yeah fight or flight mm-hmm. or freeze was what yeah. the third one that was added <laughs> yeah this one this one was kind of cool i like this one a lot uh it reminded me of of uh Brian for like two seconds and then I was like, yeah, no, (laughs) well, like literally the only reason it reminded me of Brian was because it's the guy is, I'm sorry. Wow. Bill. Yeah. Bill. (laughs) I mean, I feel like you said Bill at first and then you said Ryan right now for, no, I said, I think I said Brian both times. Are you sure? Because I knew who you were talking about. That's why the second time I was like, you mean Bill? All right. I mean, obviously I didn't say that, but I was like, who's Brian? Yeah. Anyway, no. We'll have to go yeah. back and listen. <laughs> yeah. So it, this when I so when I first read the story, it reminded me of Bill, and um, and, and because it's it's well, you'll you'll hear why, but then it, it's obviously not Bill because Bill's got a lot more balls than this guy for sure. Well, <laughs> okay. this guy's got some pretty big balls, but. <laughs> But not quite. <laughs> yeah. Not quite there. So this is from Emerald Wine Glass. The title is, I was a skeptic until I spent a few nights in my wife's childhood home. For as long as I've known my wife, she's mentioned growing up in a haunted house. I always assumed she was joking because she always brought it up in quite a lighthearted way and never went into much detail. It was a big old house, and I figured she was talking about weird old house noises. The house belonged to her great aunt, her great aunt, her great aunt, who raised my wife for most of her childhood. Her great aunt recently passed away, and her great aunt's daughter, who my wife calls her aunt, though technically she's her second cousin or something. I'll be referring to her as her aunt. Now, now owns a home, so the aunt owns the home now. After my wife's great aunt passed away, we went to stay in the house for four nights to attend the funeral and spend time with my wife's family, as we live in another state. When we got there, my wife and her aunt <laughs> and her aunt were chatting and mentioned that they thought my wife's great aunt <laughs> might join the ghosts already haunting the house. I still didn't consider that they were being serious. The first night we spent there, I woke up in the middle of the night and noticed someone standing in the corner of the room beside the door. Thinking it was my wife, I asked what she was doing. This woke up my wife, who was actually sleeping beside me. I said I thought I saw someone in the room with us, but it must just be my eyes playing tricks on me. She said the person in the corner next to the the door? Yeah, don't worry about that. Like, all nonchalant? Yeah. (laughs) So So the wife wakes up and she's like, the person... In the corner next to the door, she asked yeah. him, and she was like, yeah, don't worry about that. Mm. <laughs> I almost pissed myself. I thought there was some creep in the room, and my wife was too sleepy to process it. I grabbed my phone to call the police, but when my phone lit up the room, I saw there was no one there. There wasn't even a weird shape that I might have mistaken for a person. The door was closed, so it wasn't like there could have been someone there who left the room in the, in the moment. In the moments I was looking away to grab my phone. My wife told me it was common to see shadowy people in the night. But I shouldn't worry because they don't do anything. She fell back asleep right after that. 
but I just lay there awake the whole night, wondering what the hell had just happened. The next morning, I asked my wife about it, and she says she wasn't kidding about the house being haunted. People who spend the night in the house regularly see or hear ghosts, but they're never hurt <clears throat> but they never hurt anyone or cause any problems. I remained skeptical I remained skeptical because <laughs> he doesn't it, he ain't anymore. I remained skeptical even after the next night, which had been after the funeral, and my wife and aunt and her aunt both reported they, they had been visited in their dreams by my wife's great aunt. So far, in my mind, everything was weird but explainable. The figure in the room could have been a strange trick with the light. My wife and her aunt had just <clears throat> attended the funeral of their loved one, and it made sense for them both to dream about her that night. The third night, I was kept awake for hours by the constant sound of footsteps pacing around the house. My wife also heard them, but said it was normal and I shouldn't worry, and she fell asleep easily. A few times during the night, I got up to look around for the source of the noise. I even did a couple of laps around the outside of the house in case there was someone outside. I never saw anyone walking around. That's why I mean, like, you hear, you know footsteps and like you just go eh, i'm gonna go check yeah, this out let's, let's, let's go investigate that's that's how, how people you... die in scary movies <laughs> I was about to say, that's how you get murdered uh... <clears throat> at one point i was in the lounge room and heard footsteps from the kitchen and called out to ask if there was anyone there my wife's aunt opened her bedroom door and said she could hear the footsteps too and just like my wife she told me it was normal and there was no cause for concern Ugh. Then there was the sound of a drawer opening in the kitchen, which we both reacted to, and I went to check. Uh, I went to check and found the cutlery drawer open. My wife missing, right? My wife's aunt, who'd come to the kitchen too, simply closed the drawer, com- commented with mild annoyance that the ghosts are always leaving the things open, and went back to bed, leaving me to the my existential, leaving me to my existential crisis. I could not come up with a way to explain that away we both heard the footsteps both heard the drawer open at the same time and there was no one there and no way out of the kitchen except for past us i tried staying on the couch to try and catch the mystery walker and there was multiple times i heard the footsteps pass through the lounge room but i never saw anything eventually i gave up and went back to bed nothing really happened the final night though we woke up to several cabinets open and no one remembered leaving them leaving them open. Though that could be explainable by someone just forgetting or even sleepwalking. Even so, the footsteps still bothered me, and the shadowy person from the first night and cabinets opened on the final night made me nervous in light of everything that happened on the third night. Up until now, I've always scoffed at the idea of the paranormal, but I just can't go I just can't reconcile my experiences in that house with my skepticism. Talking to my wife's family revealed that everyone who's stayed in the house believes it's haunted because they've had at least one completely unexplainable experience there. They all report that the ghosts leave people alone for the most part, though some who lived there for the long though some who lived there for a long time as children, including my wife and her aunt, have described meeting people that uh, have described people they thought were probably ghosts and having positive but strange interactions with them. So did it remind you of Bill because, like, then investigating or because because it's actually the, has a Tanya? Yeah, because of Tanya. Has, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. It reminds me more of, like, Bill and Tanya. Yeah, Bill and Tanya. Bill. Yeah. Um, yeah, it reminded me of them. And then 
but obviously Bill's not a skeptic. Yeah. He's a skeptic. Skeptical. Skeptical to try and like skeptic. investigate, but he's yeah. not a skeptic. Obviously, he believes in the paranormal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel it's it's kind of like the same situation Bill was in when he would like you know started having experiences there at Tanya's yeah family home. investigating. Yeah, that's true. All right, so this next one is by Candy Dash Rat. And it's called, I Heard Someone Whistle in My House. And this kind of has like a little bonus story too after. So, um, but let's start with this one first. I'm not the type of person to believe in ghosts, but I definitely believe in demons, which is interesting. We can discuss that later. Okay. <laughs> um, what happened to me a couple of days ago it makes me question whether or not I may have encountered one. Me and my mom had just finished eating breakfast. I followed her to the stairway in our house while we were talking. She told me she was going to go upstairs to get ready to go somewhere, but just as she started to go up the stairs, we heard someone. I was dead sure that I heard someone whistling somewhere inside our house, and it was pretty loud. To make sure my mind wasn't playing tricks on me, I asked her if she heard it too, and she said she did. We obviously both started to become visibly worried. We were near a window, so my first thought was that it may have been someone outside, even though I was pretty damn sure it was inside of the house. I opened the front door and looked outside to see if anyone was on the sidewalk, and there was nobody on the streets. Not one single person. At first, she thought it may have been an intruder, so she asked me to check the basement for people. Who did we talk to? That, like, their parents sent them to go check on, like, what could have possibly Victor. been a video. Victor. Victor. That yeah. reminded me of, of that. Like, child, go check to see if there's a murderer in the basement. Yeah. Um, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> obviously, like any sane person, I refused. Good. <laughs> well, we can't say the same about Victor. <laughs> okay. And so we went to the basement together, but found nothing. And as loud as the whistle was, I don't think that it could have been from the basement. My mom also checked her security app, and it said that no doors had been opened that night. So we went back upstairs and checked all the rooms of the main floor, but still found nothing. Oh, I started to get paranoid, and my mom told me that I was scaring her and that it was nothing. But just as she was talking, I looked out the window and I saw a dark figure quickly passing by. I swear I saw something. I know I sound a bit crazy and unrealistic, but I did. It was too fast for me to make it out. I looked outside the window, left and right, and saw nobody. In the direction it was running in, if it was a person who kept running, I would have seen them standing in front of a fence in our backyard. They would have been running into a dead end. My mom told me not to worry about it again, and she went upstairs. What? Um, a similar thing happened to me and my dad in the same spot my mom and I heard the whistle. He was upstairs watching TV. I was in the kitchen on my phone. Suddenly, we both heard a loud pouring sound, like someone gently tipping over a bucket of water in the house. We've heard similar sounds before in the walls of the house, which is a bit normal, but this... this was water being poured on the floor. We both heard it near a window, like I said, where me and my mom heard the whistle. And so, like, that, yeah, that's the first part, and, like, I don't know, uh, disembodied voices 
Like, what's scarier? A disembodied voice okay. or seeing an apparition or apparition. feeling, oh, or feeling what? Air, like, yeah, like feeling like, let's say someone like tug on your hair or like brush your cheek or, you know what I mean? So like touch, sight or sound? Uh, I definitely have to say it's touch and sight sound. I, I feel like, I mean, unless... Unless it's like saying full on sentences, then I guess like that could freak you out. But if it's usually like what you hear, like uh, just in EVPs where it's just one word or a couple words or a small phrase, I don't think that's as scary because it's I, I feel like that happens all the time. Like you, you hear somebody like or when somebody calls your name, you're like, wait, who called my name? You know but what I mean? What if? <laughs> What if you hear it though, like right in your ear, like as as if someone just came up like behind your shoulder or you know behind your head, like on the side, and was just like. I still feel like yeah. Well, and I you still can feel their breath on your skin. Okay, well, we'll see, but that goes back to the <laughs> feeling. Thing. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. Um, because like I said, when I like that time that we were doing that EVP session, and I heard the yes in my ear, like I definitely my eyes snapped open. Uh huh. Because I was like, wait, what the f- like? Did I just did I literally just hear that? So it's more like a surprise yeah. but when you see something and or you feel something touch you like um it, that's kind of i don't know it's it's different and because uh, again at the nursing home i've had both happen and and like we heard a chair slide across the floor and we're like yeah. oh yeah you heard that right and you didn't really you're just kind of like okay yeah it happened but when you see something just kind of like come forward out of a dark room and just you, it's there, that yeah. shit's fucking scary. Um, I mean, if you're not used to it, like they, that scared me. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. Robin, well, maybe Rob would run too or freak out too, but Bill <laughs> would, you know, he'd be good. Um, and, and Craig too, cause like he saw an alien peek out at yeah, him yeah. In, in the crawl space, yeah, but, that's true, yeah. um, yeah, and then like I said, the touch too. It's like you don't expect that to happen, or I guess in the moment, like it happened, and like you, I turned around because I thought, oh, maybe it was a patient. But then you see the yeah. patient, like just lay uh, laying there because they can't stand up or whatever, and like you just want to get out there quick, fast, and in a hurry. You know what I mean? Yeah. So rank them one more time for a second there, um, like I, from from scariest to least scariest. I was gonna say tie for like touch and 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 sight, but I think it would probably be sight, touch, and then uh, hearing. Like yeah. sight being like seeing something, being the scariest, feeling something, uh, being like the second scariest, and then uh, hearing something being like the least. Because I guess it depends on the touch too. Because if it's just a touch, like what happened to me, where my scrub top got pulled, it's one thing. But like if you're getting slapped. Or well, no. When I, I mean, literally, my examples were like, a, you know, caressing your cheek or like tugging on your hair. I mean, yeah, I guess pulling yeah. on your. So then, I guess I'd probably have to rank it that way, like sight, touch, and then uh, sound. Sound, hearing. yeah, hearing, yeah. For I me I personally, I, I'm trying to. I, I think I would say the same, but I don't necessarily. Well, no, that's a lie. I literally just told a story about how we were like, where did that phantom not come from? Mm-hmm. Um, and that was more just weird than it was like I was scared versus when I did see something versus 
well, see, and that's the thing is like, but have I ever been touched really? So I don't feel like I have. So how can I say that that's scarier than hearing something, you know? Yeah. If I don't know yet. But I feel like if like hearing something, I could blame it on something else or it's easier to dismiss. So that that was kind of also my thought process of like ranking that third also. I, so I didn't say the second story yet. Um, well, but, OK, yeah, go ahead. Because oh, I know you wanted to like you were about ghosts and demons and stuff. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I just think that, yeah, at the very beginning there, that first sentence, like, I don't believe in ghosts, but I believe in demons. Like, yeah, I feel like it's like, like the least extreme to like the most extreme. Yeah. You believe in like the most most extreme. But I guess maybe if they're religious, you know? Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I know Christian people that I know that I, I personally know some Christian people who are like ghosts don't exist, but. They're all demons. Yeah, yeah, that's but then true. They, they, they believe in like the devil and heaven and yeah, and you know demons and stuff like that. So it's like, well, how can you believe in like one thing but not, but the, not other? the other? But I guess it's like it's the same thing as how can you believe in cryptids or like for example Sasquatch but not believe in Loch Ness monster type of thing? I don't know if because that's there's comparable. more evidence of oh. Bigfoot than there is Loch Ness oh, yeah. monster. <laughs> um. But yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, I um, no, I, I think it's kind. Of, I think it's crazy. I I feel like I don't think it's one and the same, obviously. But yeah. I feel like it's it's like in the same vein, you know, like yeah. And uh, and I feel like you're more likely to run into a ghost than you are a demon. A demon, <laughs> like it's yeah. I don't know. Um, but so so then somebody had commented, and I just obviously read it and it was creepy so i wanted to read this one too um it was in response to to the other person they says rosie underscore apple says this happened to me and my partner once we were in my house and i heard a man whistling a tune i looked at my partner and we both walked towards the kitchen where the sound was coming from both thinking it was someone outside or a window was open this is until the whistling came right between us past us and up the stairs as if something invisible was whistling a tune and walking right by us upstairs there was no footsteps heard and we both ran up after the noise and it went into the bedroom and seemingly out the window i wouldn't have believed it if my partner hadn't heard the exact same thing there could be no comparison to pipes or radiators and there was no tvs or radios or phones on i have i live in a detached house in the country so many people are so not many people are people around <laughs> not many people around and it was definitely a man whistling a tune it was very very unsettling however it was a happy sort of whistle so didn't think anything evil of it never happened that before or after this was around a time when i was experiencing terrible sleep paralysis involving uh levi- levitating and choking and evil demonic beings crawling all over me perhaps it was a relative checking in on me or a guardian spirit Let's go with that. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, no, but really, like, I mean, if they're not getting, like, a evil vibe from it, then, yeah, maybe yeah. it was just, you know, someone checking in or. Or maybe it's really good at lying. Maybe it's aliens. Just maybe it's paralysis. a demon. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, that's funny. 
Um, but yeah, that's oh, so that was a, a comment to to that previous one about whistling, whistling. Have you guys have listeners? Have you ever heard a like a phantom whistle? I guess you could call it. If so, yeah, it's called a lechusa. Oh, that's true. That's true. I was like, I feel like we've covered someone or someone's talked about something about whistling, but yeah, I guess it was a lechusa. Mm-hmm. righty. So, um, my next story. Sorry. Is it uh, long? No, it's not long, but uh, you'll hear the title right now. Synth Wolf. Synth Wolf is the name of the person who uh, shared this on Reddit. And uh, the title is my child's imaginary friend is my dead grandpa. Oh no. This was, I mean, I'm not saying that it's not as sad, but like, yeah, (laughs) not sure if this fits, if this fits here, I'd be willing to move it if, if needed a little backstory. My mother's biological father died at the age of 26. Well, my grandmother was still pregnant with my mother as such. I've only ever seen photos of my grandpa. Well, one day, I hear my kids talking to someone in her I hear my kid talking to someone in her room. I go to check, I knock and enter and she's sitting on her bed talking to no one. I think I think nothing of it. Days go by and she mentions that Neil says he's proud of you. Okay, that's weird. I ask who and what he looks like. She tells me, "Like you, dad." He says he's my great grandpa. None of her grandparents look like me, except my father who is in prison, and she's never met him. Fast forward a couple of months, and my mom is looking through an old family photo album with her. She comes across my grandpa's service photo. Kid exclaims, That's my friend! I talk to him all the time. My only real explanation would be that she saw the picture and made a real imaginary friend from it. Uh, only issue is she knows details she shouldn't like that he died in a car wreck when he lost control and went over a bridge uh, that he was honorably discharged from service a mere two years into his contract and more and she didn't use those exact words but the specific wording was childish and it's easier for me to state it like that and mind you this started when she was seven she's now nine this is her first imaginary friend other than talking to her toys and then somebody said, this may, this gave me chills. Also, your daughter may have a gift. Nine yeah. is pretty old to see spirits slash ghosts. Yeah. Kids that are connected uh, in that way usually lose that ability as they get older. Yeah, that's that's true. I mean, because, yeah, I guess, oh, I guess I had it in my head that it was a, a younger kid, but mm-hmm. she, yeah, she probably could. That's creepy. Yeah, so that's why I was like, that's not like the other it's yeah that's why i was like it's not like the other grandparent like grandparent ones because yeah because the other ones are like oh my grandpa just died and he's seeing my child type of thing and this one's like you know i didn't even know my grandpa and yeah and my kid sees him which i guess which i guess makes it crazier like it makes it more like um interesting believe oh (laughs) Like it, it, yeah, like, you know what it I mean. Ups the ante a little yeah. bit because, yeah, like how would she know? Because mm-hmm. it's like but if she had met him before, like if you know, yeah, if they they had some sort of relationship and then like she continues to talk to them afterwards, it's like oh, that's so sweet that and that, yeah. yeah. Even but then, like, though, I'd be like, you seeing him though still? <laughs> but no, yeah, that that she could like 
essentially pick him out in a photo and confirm Mm -hmm. that. And then, I mean, knowing details about how he died. So, yeah. So yeah, guys, those are those are some of uh, the stories of high strangeness that we picked out for you. Um, like I said, I, I uh, like recently I've been going into Reddit, and like usually the first ones that kind of pop up are like the. Well, I guess it it helps that on the app, it gives you like the top uh, the top stories. So like they're usually pretty good. I guess it's the the one that the ones that oh. people have interacted with the most. Yeah. Um, but they're pretty good. Uh. Like I said, the 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 hospital one I liked. Um, yours were kind of crazy too. I don't like the peeking from the ladder. Yeah, like I okay, can, dude. I can see why, it. why did you do that? Like you did that, and I literally, I I don't know. I felt that like if I, it was weird. <laughs> you did like this this like you the turned your head like, and you like yeah. peeked in like that, and my body reacted. <laughs> Like <laughs> that wasn't good. I that's how I'm. Creepy, I can dude. I can. Well, that's that's like the shitty thing is like I feel like I can imagine things very well, like like too well. Mm-hmm. So when I'm listening to somebody's like story, like obviously this picture is being painted in my head, and that's mm-hmm. what I'm just seeing is like I can I can like see exactly what it would look like peeking in, yeah. and I'm also to make it worse envisioning it like the bunk bed that we used to have yeah that's like exactly what one. i yeah yeah the so red i one. can see it yes the red one exactly so i can i can imagine it and i'm just like ugh, yeah i don't know yeah that's no that's that that's acting. literally that's what that was. yeah that was literally the the bunk bed that i was thinking about and then just, but the because the, because the thing is too like you did that and like i see you do that and then i turn and like this like the window is just oh, black no. right there yeah I don't know. So, like, how I imagine that, like that there. You know what I mean? Uh, and you keep uh, looking over at it. <laughs> yeah. Why well, now? I can't stop. It's like the oh day, like the day we talked about the uh, BEK. I was just like, oh yeah. Like I kids, like I just kept looking over. Or the, the the time that you talked about that kid that was in the second floor window. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like oh, that was another yeah, time was... Like you you mentioned that, and and I just could not stop looking over at at yeah. my fucking window. It's I, yeah, I remember. It's awful. <sighs> Add well, anyway. in there so anyway, that it can guys. pull him and then go like that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, yeah. So the, the those are our stories of high strangeness. Um, if you want to get a hold of us, you can go to our website, which is webelievedu.com. There's a link. There's a tab there to all our social medias, like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. Uh, there's also a tab where you can listen to the podcast either on the website or you could. Go to any one of your preferred podcast listening sites like Spotify or Apple Podcasts. On Apple Podcasts, you can also give us a five-star rating or give us a and give us a review. Not or and and give us a review. And we'll read the we'll read the review on the podcast for you. If you do want to reach out to us, you can do that on the contact. Oh, before that. There's also a donate button if you want, if you feel feel like donating uh, to us or purchasing merch there's a tab for that and if you want to contact us you can go to the contact tab uh send us uh your info saying hey i want to be interviewed it can be anonymous and so you only share the info that you want to share and we'll keep you completely private that way uh but yeah guys reach out to us we want to hear your stories because we believe do you do you